Hello, Dr. Kirk Elliott. I'm Abigail Thayer, and welcome to Spranomics Kids. How are you? I'm doing awesome. It's so great to be with you again. Mm -hmm. I can't believe we've got over 200 views already on our first on our first show. Oh, it's going to be a huge hit. I know. I know. A Adult shows that I'm on that don't get that many views on the first time. So you're doing just fantastic. Yeah, I hope I hope I can do just as good, but maybe even better than last time. Okay, I bet you can. Like practice makes perfect. So let's. What what's on your mind? What do you want to ask me about today? I've heard from you that you had some surprises for me. Oh yes, I've got a few surprises. You look good. <laughs> So I wanted to ask you, what is inflation? How does it affect our world today? Okay, that's a good question. You know what? Um, even politicians don't even know the answer to that one. So, so here we go. So inflation is not rising prices. That's a symptom of inflation. Inflation is actually an increasing money supply. So when, when you have a printing press and you go and print all kinds of money, Right. It, uh, it it devalues that because it turns into like monopoly money. Right. Or it just becomes worthless. So if you're another country, let's say you're you're at the, at the store, Abigail, and you're buying some stuff and every, it's, everything's like made in China or made in Taiwan. Right. Well, they do that because it's cheaper to make it there. And so but if you're making those things and you're selling it to America and you're getting this worthless monopoly money. What are they going to say? They're going to say, hey, America, stop sending us worthless monopoly money for our valuable goods and services. We're going to want more of it if you're going to do that. So that's where inflation comes in. It's like, so inflation is not rising prices, Abigail. That's a symptom of inflation. Inflation is nothing more than an increasing money supply. That's very interesting. And that I've got a few more questions, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, why is gold and what is gold and silver good to have, and how does it not fall with inflation? Okay, another phenomenal question, right? You're you're getting like a PhD level education by asking me these questions. It's it's amazing. So, so gold and what goes up with inflation? Things do, right? So, so toys, games, groceries cars, cost of schooling, cost of couches, cost of energy, cost of everything goes up with inflation. So basically things go up with inflation. What are gold and silver? They're things, right? So so things go up with inflation. So if you wanted to protect yourself against inflation, you invest in things and gold and silver are things. So it will go up with inflation, in fact, Abigail, gold and silver are the best ways to protect yourself as, with an investment against inflation. Yes, that, that is like a really good answer to my question. Can inflation be tracked in a certain way? It can be. So, so the government tracks inflation through um, the basically they, they have numbers called core or consumer price index cpi right so that tracks goods and services from point a to point b right so 
So they can track things like the price of eggs or beef or cars or whatever. And so over time, they'll say, okay, from point A to point B, eggs went up 50%, right? And then they apply that to their, to their math and they say, okay, inflation is like, for example, this month, 8.3% annualized. However, that's not the real true inflation measure because the governments do tricks. The governments do tricks in their measuring, right, to try to understate it. So in reality, you have to go way back to way back before you were born, because in 1996, the government changed the way they measure inflation to understate it so they didn't have to pay out so much money. So let's just say, and I'm going to tell you how it works, because this is a very interest, great question and a very interesting answer. So let's say that steak, like what you would eat, like steak at a restaurant is one of those things that you measure in the consumer price index. Well, let's just say that the price went up 40% from the price of steak. And the, and the government says, wait a second, this has gone up way too much. Let's substitute steak for hamburger in the consumer price index. And the price of hamburger went down 30%. So what did they just say happened to the price of steak? They didn't say that it went up 40. They actually said the price of steak came down 30% because they exchanged it for hamburger. Completely meaningless number, Abigail. So, so the numbers that we're seeing from the government right now are completely meaningless because of all the substitutions that they have. But in reality, this is what I did my, my dissertation on in my PhD studies. The true level of inflation today is more about 25% not eight. So this is important for people's lifestyle because it's very expensive to live. It's very expensive for families to feed their family, to, to heat their homes, to buy groceries. And so the inflation matters. And really, inflation today is not what the government says it is. It's about 25%. Wow, that is really high. That's super high. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. How are people supposed to take care of their families when it's so high? Oh, good question. I mean, families are, are having a hard time right now. I mean, you, there a lot of families around the country are, are living one to two missed paychecks away from having to file for bankruptcy and, and just starting over. And, and it's not it's not fair, really, that that families have to pay the consequences from bad government policy, right? It's not. We work hard. We should be able to enjoy life from, from our hard work. But bad policy from government has caused prices to go up, taxes to go up, everything to go up. And we have to, we have to face the music. So it's, it's difficult. I mean, we're reading stories now, Abigail, of families having to determine what should we do? Should we buy groceries or should we pay our rent? hard choice, right? And life is all about choices. That's what economics is all about. It's a study of choice. And so there's trade-offs. And so what we have to do is live a life that, that leads by example and show people how you can live below your means. And, and when we do that and you do it over and over and over and over again, hopefully politicians will figure out we don't leave, need to live above our means and add debt to everything we do with credit cards and everything else, live below your means so you have more money to give. And when you have more money to give, 
you know what? Here's an interesting fact. God can do more with 90% than you can do with 100%, right? So, so inflation, ultimately, if you live a lifestyle of giving, will have a minimum impact on you because God's math is different than human's math. Yes, that, that is really true. Whoops, I, I dropped something. I need to- You'll pick it up. I this is <laughs> awesome. Why don't you tell me what, when you guys do lemonade stands and hot chocolate stands, do you guys give any of that money away? Yes, we, when we do um, like bacon stands or lemonade stands or hot chocolate stands, we would give 10% to orphanages and homeless mm. people. And it just feels good, but we still got a lot of money to get to ourselves as well. Well, that's we're giving everything. Yeah, that's that's the life of giving that God encourages us all of us to do, right? And how he can do more because there's there's the saying, right? It is more blessed to give than it is to receive because We've all been on the receiving end and it feels good to get gifts, but boy, it really feels good to give gifts, right? And so if we could learn, if we could learn as as society to be givers and not takers, here's one promise. This is God's promise that that you won't be able to contain all the blessings that come from heaven when you learn how to give and give with a grateful heart and give out of your need rather than out of your abundance. And so what you're modeling, Abigail, with your lemonade stands and everything is is a life of abundance and not a life of poverty. And you get to a life of abundance by giving. And it's, it's an amazing concept. Yes, it is a wonderful life to live. I also have some more questions. Yeah. Um, what is the difference between short-term savings, long-term savings, and why do people refer to it in, with gold and silver? So short-term is more of like your uh, rainy day fund or emergency fund, right? You, you might need to access it pretty quickly. So a lot of times your short-term savings should just be in cash because you just need to access it here in the, in the near future. Long-term savings would be something that you don't want to touch until you retire, right? So in that sense, you there, I would I, right now, and what you invest in, in your long-term savings will kind of depend on what's going on in, in the land around us, right? Economically, politically, everything else. Right now, I would invest in gold and silver for your long-term savings because it's the safest asset in the world. Maybe other times in history, the stock market was. Maybe sometimes the bond market was. But right now, because of everything that's happening politically, economically, in the world around us with wars, rumors of wars, that causes stocks and bonds to go down. It causes gold and silver to go up. So your long term, something you won't touch for years and years and years, maybe even decades, I would invest that into gold and silver right now. Super good question. Can gold and silver still be go into short-term savings? It can, but there's a cost of ownership, right? There's a commission when you buy it, and it depends on how short-term, right? So I would say if it's if you need the money in less than six months, just keep it in cash. If you're going to need the money more than six months from now, it's okay to invest it because you should recover 
that cost of ownership or the commission whenever you buy something. So that's the general rule of thumb that I have is six months or less, just keep it in cash. Six some months or more, you should invest it into, into silver. How does your company work, by the way, um, with I mean, your gold and silver and all? Okay, so it's a physical thing that you would take delivery of at your home, right? So, because it's gold or silver coins or bars. So ultimately, you're going to want to sell it, right, to lock in a profit because you're going to want to buy something with it. Well, with our firm, when you sell it, we charge nothing, zero. So whatever it's valued on that day, you get all of it. Um, we don't charge anything for managing your investments over time. Never have, never will. When you purchase gold or silver, it's 8% is, is what it costs. So um, that means it's not something you pay extra. It's just included in the price of those metals. So let's say you invested $100 and you wanted to sell it tomorrow and the, and the price of silver didn't move you would get $92 because that's 8%. You haven't recovered that 8%. But once it moves to $108, you've recovered your cost of ownership. And everything after that will be profit for the rest of your life as long as you, you're more than that $108 because you recovered that cost of ownership. Completely different than every other firm in the industry that I know of that that makes a commission when you buy and when you sell, and then they forget about you in between, right? So we just don't charge anything when you sell, only when you purchase. And that's huge because if you had a commission, Abigail, when you sold it, what if your what if your investment doubled or tripled or quadrupled, right? A commission on the back end becomes a huge number. Where with us, zero is zero. It's good could go to a million dollars, and it's still zero. Yes, that, that is really helpful for some people, really. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Do world leaders see all the effect on inflation and how do they respond to it? <clears throat> they do. I mean, this is, the, this is the dilemma that global politicians are facing right now with prices going up and tax revenues that, that can't afford. Because when, when prices go up, people spend less. When people spend less, tax revenues come down. So as governments are, are, their tax revenues are diminishing, they're enforced to go to their printing press at the central bank and press the button to print more money. And that causes even more inflation. So this is the problem. So how do they slow down that inflation that's just deteriorating people's lifestyle? They raise interest rates. Well, raising interest rates causes a problem for people who carry debt. With the questions that you're asking are like the timeless um, dilemma that politicians have, and that is the only way to stop the inflation that they created is to raise interest rates. But when you live in a world with so much debt, raising rates, will, well, basically it's, it's, it's like the medicine that will heal the patient, but it's also the medicine that will kill the patient. Um, it's a very difficult dilemma to get out of, and that's what we're living in right now. Yes, that, that is what I wanted to hear. And I have one more question yeah. um, from a viewer. Um, what, what is quantum finance? So quantum financial system is a proposed new money system that will replace the U.S. dollar 
and view it as a cryptocurrency like Bitcoin that's backed with gold. You strip away all the different noise around it. That's basically what it is. It's a cryptocurrency backed with gold. Um, and it's not a national currency like the U.S. dollar or the euro or the Japanese yen. It's a global currency. So for all intents and purposes, it's a global digital cryptocurrency that's backed by gold. That's what quantum financial system is. And we're definitely moving in that direction. Cryptocurrencies are becoming kind of the wave of the future, right? But I, I wouldn't invest in cryptocurrencies right now. They're way too risky. But, but ultimately, in the end, we probably will have a quantum financial system kind of currency um, that's backed by gold. And that would be a great thing. Um, for more information on Dr. Kirk Elliott's team, visit sparegold.com. Yes, well, thank you for all your answers to the questions, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.